Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon. If you found yourself here, it means you are ready to unleash the powerful visionary that lives inside you, turning you into an authentic leader who creates influence, impact, and change. Let's get started. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Influencer Podcast, and Happy New Year. Welcome to the first episode of 2024. I cannot believe we're here, and we are just going to get this train chugging along. Today is our last of Best of series, and we are talking all about content strategy. Yes, my friends, I saved the best for last, and I also saved the best for the beginning of the new year. Now, today is all about that content consistency. I really believe that it is the key for dominating social media. And so I've got the lowdown today on writing those platforms like a pro while really staying true to your content niche. We are going to be talking about how to offer consistent value that aligns with your brand message, how to plan content based on your audience's journey, how to really understand your audience in order to build a strong brand for visibility, and of course, ways to differentiate yourself, become an authority, and let your work make a meaningful impact. We also have some fun things to announce today, including that in a few short weeks on Monday, January 15th, my friends, this podcast is going to start dropping an additional episode a week. You heard that right. So currently drop episodes every single Wednesday, which we have been doing since 2017 when this podcast started. But now we're going to be coming in hot with a brand new episode also on Monday. So you're going to get an episode on Monday and on Wednesdays. And the Monday episodes are going to be jam-packed with really good, clean cut and to the point strategies to help you grow and scale. So be on the lookout for those brand new episodes are going to be dropping on Monday, the first one, January 15th. We are going to two episodes a week to really support you and help you drive home what it is your goals are and just have a lot coming up for this month and for the month to come. We've got the relaunch of our course, The Brand Accelerator, which is amazing, which I'm going to be telling you about. We've got a couple more weeks for you to get into my mastermind for this year, if that is in service of you. So more to come on that. But for now, let's dive in to our goodness that is content strategy. I think this is really for the person that if you're feeling like no matter how many offers you create and how many sales you make, you're not consistently hitting your dream money goals. If you feel like it's a struggle to get people consistently invested in what you offer, if you feel like there's a worry there about losing your audience, if Instagram goes away or it changes, so do your customers because you don't have them in a system where you can engage with them without Instagram. If you feel like your sales currently rely heavily on you constantly promoting yourself, you launching every single month, you having to launch multiple times a month, you having to physically, manually be somewhere live in order to make money, you're going to want to come to this bootcamp to learn how to finally automate a process that creates recurring revenue. Now, this is the same process that I have used since 2016 and refined and scaled over the years to create a multi seven figure business. And that is what I want to help you do. Let's refine your offer. Let's elevate that systems. Let's call in a higher level buyer who is excited and ready to invest with you. And let's most importantly, help you make money while you sleep. This idea of using your content to convert into buyers, right? That's what everybody wants to do. But one thing that you have to get really clear on is understanding that in order for that to happen, your goal with content creation has to actually come way before that. (laughs) 
Um, and it has to be this goal of consistency. The actual conversion of sales and new customers that you can directly correlate to the content that you're creating. And when I say content, what I mean is podcasts, videos, YouTube channels, social media, any place that you're creating valuable free content that you're releasing it and you're putting it out there on a consistent basis. And it is building an audience and it is building trust and it's building relationships for you. And so that is the thing that we have to get really clear on is understanding that with that consistency piece, how is that consistently helping us actually convert into sales? So the goal with content is consistency. And I think the biggest thing that I think is so hard for people to wrap their minds around is that so much of marketing, right? You, you can have a direct correlation in the KPIs that you track, right? So it's like the, the key performance indicators. You've got 100 leads and two of them bought your offer. They were $100 each. You got 15 leads, whatever, right? Like you can, you can track with that data. What happens with content creation is that you don't get the KPIs. You don't get the data because it is impossible, at least today on February 21st in 2023, it is impossible for us to fully see how somebody reacted when they reacted when they watch the content, right? Like unless we're there with them in person, we don't see that. And so it's hard to correlate a lot of times those things. If someone's scrolling your feed and they saw a clip of you and then they went to watch your YouTube video or listen to your podcast, you don't really know the exact journey that they're gonna go on to eventually becoming a buyer. Now, we could try to ask them, but that's manual, right? There's no tracking or data really for this when it comes to content creation. And so therefore, I think the only thing that we can focus on and can stay in control of and what the goal needs to be is that consistency piece. Because I believe that if you show up consistently this year, and you just make your goal, like the number one thing you want to do is you want to show up consistently and you want to create content that is good, people would pay for it. It's going to start to stand out and it's going to give people the, the takeaways. It's going to give them the actions. It's going to make a difference in your life. If that's your goal and you're like, okay, I'm going to wake up every single day, every single week, you will make progress. I know that you will, period, end of story. But it has to be that like, what is that valuable piece for you? The free content is so good that people would actually pay for it. That's how valuable the free content should be, that it's going to stand out. It's going to give people those key takeaways to that they want to keep coming back for more. Just popping in real quick to let you know about a new training that I have that gives you the three steps to grow your following and land 10K brand deals in just 30 days, especially if you have a small following and no more time for content creation. Now, this class is perfect for you if you are ready to really build out a clear and concise content strategy that helps you grow, if you're ready to grow your following by creating engaging content so you can attract the brands that are willing to pay you, if you're ready to land paid brand deals from the content that you're creating so you can diversify your revenue streams, and of course, make content creation and content strategy your full-time career so you can have more freedom in your work and flexibility in your schedule. Now, this class comes packed with a ton of strategies as well as some free bonuses that you will not want to miss. So head on over to pitchitperfect.net slash masterclass to join. There are multiple times available so you can make any time work for you no matter where you are. Again, that's pitchitperfect.net slash masterclass to get all the details. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. 
You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions, whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. And this is another, I think, big mistake that sometimes people make is that they know they need to make content. They know that they need to show up. They know that they need they need to be consistent, but they oftentimes get really overwhelmed and try to be on every single platform or on multiple platforms and they don't have a team and then they burn themselves out, you know, or they try to like create YouTube videos and then turn that into a podcast and then post every single day. And it comes into this whole haywire thing. And so what I think is the understanding piece of that is when you're focusing on your content, just choose one platform, choose one platform to grow this year. And you need to ask yourself that answer should be based on where are your people? (laughs) Where are your people hanging out? That's the one that you should focus on growing. Where are they consuming content? And I've talked about this before, but I think that people also make a huge mistake is that they'll start to create content, but then they'll start to kind of venture out of what the core content topics are. And then it starts to become really random. And so they're like, okay, well, today I feel like talking about this. And then tomorrow I feel like talking about this. And sometimes I'll see entrepreneurs do this. Well, all of a sudden they're talking about different things and they're talking to multiple like ideal buyers and they're talking about multiple problems and they're sharing personal development stuff and then leadership. And then they're talking about their skill set, and then they're talking about the market and it's, it's so scattered. And so I believe that 90% of the time, if someone fell upon your content, scrolling your feed, whenever they see a video, a podcast, a post, they should know exactly what you do. Sharing personal things, sharing behind the scenes, sharing things that aren't directly related to the problem you solve. It helps build relationships with your audience. It helps create the no like, and trust. It helps create the story and the connection. And that's why sometimes you'll see me often on my podcast. I try like 10% of the time. I'll have an episode that's more on my own development, my own leadership, um, mistakes I've made, things that I'm changing in my business. And the reason is, is because A, I just enjoy sharing that. And and I enjoy helping people learn from that angle. And I try to lean into what feels aligned for me. But most importantly, it helps people build trust with me. It helps people know me. It helps people know my company, what I stand for, my values. So the next thing that you can do if you don't have this for yourself is ask yourself, what are those three content types for you? What are those three content pillars for you? What are those three things that are your anchor pieces that you just keep coming back to over and over and over again? And you can also think of these as like categories, right? Or buckets, but they should be topics. They should be things that you are going to bucket your content in that that help keep you focused. It helps you actually drive the ship. Probably one of the biggest takeaways with this whole idea of content strategy is looking at your content and looking at your social media and the way that you're building your audience and understanding the goal. And the goal with, with that is that you should be 
creating and producing content to call in your ideal customers. So you can look at it this way with the content, like how can I actually solve a problem or give clarity to something that somebody is currently confused on in order to create an ideal customer for my main offer? How is this piece of content going to help me do that? So really understanding your target audience by creating a audience persona. And this is not just based on demographics. I'm not just talking about like she's 35 and she drives a Honda. I'm talking about that deeper work. Like who is your audience? Who is your buyer? And really creating that unique voice for her. The more that you can do that, the more that you're going to understand that, understand her, and the more that you're going to be able to effectively create content for her. And I think the way that you do this, more so than demographics, I don't really even care about demographics at all. I care about psychographics, behaviors, pain points, and their goals, specifically if I am creating content on the Instagram platform, because I know that that's how I'm going to attract new eyes to me in in a more faster way. So when you think about creating the content, you're going to take all of that information that you got from the market research to identify who they are, and then you're going to start mapping out their journey. You want to plot out the stages that your ideal audience goes through when finding you on Instagram and watching something from that initial awareness to consideration to keep following you, to keep engaging in your content, to then the decision to potentially buy something from you or the decision to see you as someone that they want to get more information from to maybe buy something else. So you've got to consider how they like to consume content, how that needs to be packaged. And these are going to be the things that dictate the length of the content that you create and the engagement level of each stage. Really creating it from the lens of your buyer, it makes it more effective. You've got to determine those typical stages that your audience member, buyer, goes through when engaging these things, when they first discover you what they're doing when they engage in you to the actual conversion decision. You've got to also understand the key actions and emotions associated with each stage. What is their emotion when they're in that discovery phase? What are they going through? What are the actions that they're looking for? Because that's going to be very different than the emotions and the actions that they are going through when they're in the engagement phase or when they're in the conversion phase. So you want to really be keenly aware of that. And this is where, again, that market research comes into play. This will also help you consider the formatting and the duration of the content and really that planning piece for each stage. It makes planning a lot easier. You have to also identify the different touch points that your ideal audience interacts with on the Instagram platform, such as hashtags, captions, comments, stickers, audio, the music, what's going to be intriguing. You have to really start considering those Instagram touch points. You want to explore relevant hashtags that your ideal audience are most likely to follow or search for. And here's the thing that we feel like I think a lot of times that, you know, well, hashtags isn't really like a way that you can, that people can find you or they don't really work or, but I'll tell you one thing. I can't tell you how many people, because I have just searched a specific topic or theme on Instagram and I have found people that I wouldn't have found otherwise because they use those hashtags. So I know that they work because I've been on the receiving end of that. You also want to 
study the captions from other successful pieces of content that you find in your niche to understand the type of messaging, the type of language that is going to resonate with your audience. Because if it's doing well in your niche, whether it's use an Instagram reel, for example, the length of the reel, the song that was used, the captions that were on the reel versus the captions that were in the content, really taking time to research that stuff, it's a data mining thing for you. It's going to give you so much information about the type of reels that your audience is going to be resonating with, with as well. And then you can analyze the use of the music, the use of stickers, the use of different types of words that you use that align with your brand and the audience's preferences. You'll be able to see which pieces of content are landing and which ones didn't. Then from there, you can start to craft messages for each of those touch points. You want to make sure that you tailor your copy to fit each touch point in the content journey, including the language, the tone, the messaging, using persuasive language to appeal to your ideal audience's emotions, needs, and desires. Now, how do you know what language is persuasive? Well, you're going to figure that out from the market research that you did back at step one. Because again, once you understand your ideal audience's emotions, needs, goals, desires, pain points, you can start using the language that connects with that. And then you can also use language to highlight the benefit and features of whatever it is that you're promoting, your product, your service, your content, your store (laughs) that align with their goals and their pain points. And that is huge. That's why that market research is everything. You can, again, allow yourself to test. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's not about getting it right. It's about this continuous optimization, which is why I said this becomes a habit. You have to make this a habit for yourself, creating the content. And then based on the insights gathered, you're going to start creating better content to improve that engagement and that conversion. Everyone's going to be a little bit different about what that reputation is, right? And all that's okay. They may all have a different result and perception of me and my products and services, which means they're all going to have a different type of brand feeling from me. And all that's okay as long as you've got it corralled, mostly where you want it to be because it has to begin with you. You're the leader, you're the one corralling it. And then that is how it makes it beneficial to the company. The problem is, is that most people don't have it corralled where they want it to be because most people don't understand their audience. See how we're getting back to the audience piece? And because they don't understand their audience, then they can't elevate their visibility. So what they end up throwing at people, content, product, services, it's completely off mark. Most people in our space tend to look at branding as like from our point of view, like it's something that we're doing. We're telling a story, we're making a claim, you know, we're, we're pitching something and that's what we do. But that's not what a brand is. A brand is the result of that. It's the result of what we do. It's the result of the content. It's the result of the pitch. If you don't start there, then you probably either don't know what you're doing, which is completely okay, because guess what? We don't know what we don't know until we do. Or you think you know what you're doing when it comes to growing your brand and elevating your visibility, but you don't, so then you're stuck because you can't get out of your own way. What you need to do is to understand your audience deeply. That is what is going to help you know what you need to know to connect with them more to elevate your visibility. Because what happens in your audience's heads when they see your content, when they experience your products and your work, is it today what you want them to think and feel? Like, 
what's the reputation that you've created through the products that you're putting out, the content that you're creating, the messaging, the look and feel of that. If you have a team, your team culture, how does that affect your people? Because all of that stuff counts and all of, and that's why it's so important. And a lot of you may be saying, if I said like, what do they think? You may be thinking, well, I don't know. I don't know what happens in people's heads. Well, why not? Why don't you know that? Why haven't you taken the time to understand your audience so deeply that you know that? Because that drives everything. That drives the messaging. That drives the content. That drives the offers. That drives how you niche down. You're not making it up in your head. Your audience is giving you the feedback based on the experience that they have from your brand, which then gives you the results. Because once we know our audience so well, we can dominate the market, right? That's another gift of knowing our audience so deeply. And it also allows us to know the market more. Like before you can dominate a market, you need to know it intimately and you need to know the players of it intimately, which is why you also need to know your audience deeply. So skipping this step, it's going to result in a misguided approach, potentially, mostly wasting resources on very ineffective strategies or just trying to compete in spaces where honestly you're not supposed to be in because you can't differentiate, differentiate yourself in those spaces. And so you're doing yourself a disservice by not figuring out what spaces you're meant to be in by not really understanding the knowledge of your market. This is why niching down is vital, 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 absolutely necessary. Please hear me when I say what I'm about to say. It's because it deals with specialization, okay? Building authority and trust. You cannot build authority and trust unless you are specialized. No one wants to be a master of none or a jack of all trades. If you don't have authority and trust, you have nothing. You don't need to be the biggest coach, brand, creator, influencer in the world to dominate a market or industry. You just need to be so specialized that people would feel stupid saying no to you. That's why you need to niche down. You need to be so specialized that people would feel stupid saying no to you because they can't afford to do what you can. You're too specialized. They literally couldn't afford to do it. So they need you. The rule to niching down is the bigger the market, the more you need to specialize coaching, influencer marketing, medical, health and wellness, all of you are in a massive market. So the bigger the market, the more you need to specialize. Why? Because there's more competition and you will do better when you do less. If you want to compete in the big world, not the small town that you're in, but the big world and make good money, then you need to specialize more. And I get it. It's a very counterintuitive thing, right? Because you're going to immediately think, well, Julie, I, how am I going to do that? I'm going to be ruling out all of this other business that I'm getting now. I'm going to be saying no to all of this money. And I can't do that. Because then there's just going to be just like this sliver of stuff for me. So starting today, I want to encourage you to start thinking about it in a different way. I want you to start thinking about it as if it doesn't mean that you can't do other kinds of work. All of you who are so worried about all the clients that you're going to have to say no to, just don't worry about it. You can take those clients for now. You can take those clients as long as you want to take those clients. Just don't talk about it. Don't make it a part of the brand. Take it, 
if you want to take it, if you're in that phase where you're like, I, I still want to take this work, it's making you money, but I want you to talk about and market what you specialize in. Talk about the one thing that you can do that nobody else can do and talk about it in a really clear and powerful way. This is where your content strategy comes in. Once I understood that, that branding, that all of that that goes under the branding umbrella is really an area where you can start to play and you can start to collaborate with other people because you can start to understand each other's businesses in a whole new way and what we're all doing together, which means you can build more relationships. That probably made me 10 times as valuable as I was in the early days when I wasn't tapping into my specialization at all when I wasn't tapping into my UVP at all, when I wasn't tapping into a, a brand proposition at all. And, and the worst part was not only was I not tapping into it, but I would hear that I, that I would need to do it. And I would be like, yeah, yeah, well, that kind of sounds like weird or that kind of sounds hard. So I'm just going to like ignore that piece and like go create more content. And like, maybe this time it will be different. And then I was just wasting so much time doing more, doing more, doing more, doing more, instead of just like do more with less. <laughs> get clarity on these things. Don't skip the steps. Stop like not putting flour in the cake and then wondering why the, the cake's not rising when it comes out of the oven. Just put the flour in the cake. And so I think that that is really important. I think it made me more valuable. I wasn't just copying what other people were doing online. And it actually helped me drive my business forward because I could then actually explain who I was and who I served and what I was doing and why that mattered for my little corner of the world and how it was helping people and how, you know, the results that I was getting for people. And then people would appreciate that more. And then I would get paid more, not just in, in greater quantities, but just in more volume. And then more people trusted me more. So they would let me into their world more to, to parts that I wasn't a part of before that. And that's when I realized that even though my differentiator wasn't something that I was ever very interested in, like I had to be interested in it if I wanted my work to be great, if I wanted my work to be known for something, if I wanted my work to actually make an impact, I had to specialize. I had to give myself the chance to become an authority. All right, my friends, and there you have it. All of our best of episodes are now complete. If you want to hear any of the other ones, all you have to do is just go back to episode 355 all the way to 357 to hear those other best ofs. But now we are ready to rock and roll into this new year. We have got some great guests coming up for you. We've got some new episodes that are going to be dropping on Mondays starting on January 15th. We've got the relaunch and the reopening of the Brand Accelerator program, which is going to be perfect for you if you are ready to scale a brand that is sustainable. Lots of great stuff coming for you this year. It's going to be a great year. I can feel it. It's going to be impactful and I am ready to support you on that journey. All right, my friends, I will see you next week. Same time, same place. As always, thank you so much for joining me today and every week here on the Influencer Podcast. If you're wanting to dive deeper into the topics and discussions that we have here, I would encourage you to head over to juliesolomon.net and sign up for my weekly newsletter. It is in our amazing newsletter community that we are able to really support you on a much larger scale. And I love to do a ton of amazing things that I send inside your inbox every single week. So just head over to juliesolomon.net. You'll see a little spot there that you can add your information in and you will get on the list and start receiving all of that good stuff.